Welcome back to another episode of Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. We've got our usual panel today, and we haven't talked about our Twitter handles for a while, so guys, go ahead and say hello and let people know where they can find you on Twitter. We've got Adam with us. Uh, do I have to say hello? Can I just grunt and get along with life? I am on Twitter, at Adam Barnhart. Follow me if you want. If you don't, don't. I won't. Uh, I probably won't lose sleep over it. Only tweet me good things, please. Dude, Adam, that was so grumpy. <laughs> I'm grumpy, man. I'm getting <laughs> achy. I'm not sure if it's because I, if I just because I just had a birthday and I'm getting old. But man, my knees hurt. I am pretty excited. Um, I bought a snowblower, and this is like the most excited I've ever been in my life. It must kind of be what it feels like to have a kid. So that's what's going on in my life. You've also got a box of baked goods. I do. I am excited. I purposely haven't purchased any sweets this week because I'm like, no, wait, (laughs) I have goodies coming this week. Well, again, we don't know how the shipping's going to work, so they're totally smashed to crap. I don't care. (laughs) You think I'll let you know I'll eat it still. I mean, I have no shame when it comes to sweets. Just lick it right out of the container. Yeah, I remembered our Runaways discussion of cake, and that did make me feel a little creepy this week because I created a box for you. I'm like, what's he going to do with this when it gets there? Uh, no, it's all good. It's all good. I'll uh, make a video, Patreon content. There you go. Unboxing, Unboxing of, of my wife's cupcakes. Hello. You guys can find me on Twitter as BrooklynMND, where I post pictures. I posted a picture of a pie today. And then I deleted it. And then I think I reposted it. I saw that. Yeah. Looked so good. today, I, or we had like a thing at work today. And I was like, I want to make a pecan pie. But it's the wrong season for pecan pie. Like I think of that as a fall thing. So I was like, maybe I'll make it without the pecans. And that would make it just like a brown sugar pie. So I did that. Aren't those called chess pies? Or are those something different? Chess pie is evidently something different. Um, evidently a brown sugar pie is like a French thing. Have we had our pie discussions before? <laughs> Maybe I am not very on the podcast. Anti-pecan pie We've, and pumpkin so pie. I, I don't like pumpkin or sweet potato pie, but I do like pecan pie, but I um, make them with brown sugar. Tip, traditionally, pecan pie is made with corn syrup, but I do a recipe with brown sugar instead. So it's kind of like a more toffee caramely taste okay. it's more of a praline yeah. as as i said before situation. if you want to really fix pecan pie just bourbon that's what you really need to uh fix that <laughs> and i yeah and i use blackstrap rum in my pecan pie and i should have put that in my brown sugar pie right and you don't even like need to put it in the pie just drink the bourbon <laughs> right? either way the pie, either right? way yeah <laughs> So for those that don't know, we've considered many times a spinoff food podcast. <laughs> we have. Yes. I believe it started, wasn't it Potatoes a long time ago? Potatoes, oh, yeah. I've always, yes. I've always wanted to do a potato. Very passionate potato about potatoes. Podcast. Yes. I'm Caleb. You can find me on Twitter at Caleb A. Borchers, uh, B-O-R-C-H-E-R-S. We also want to encourage you guys to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is watch.marvelnewsdesk.com. Uh, for now, at some point, I have to look this up. At some point, I think we're allowed to get youtube.com slash marvelnewsdesk. But anyways, in the meantime, it's watch.marvelnewsdesk.com. Also, um, that's it. Awesome. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, for our food for for our first news story today, guess who's back? Guess who's back? Jeff Loeb's back. Jeff Loeb's back. Jeff Loeb's back. Oh please, come on! Are you saying this is a renaissance? Well, or I what? mean, last week, to be fair to Mr. Loeb, we were literally pouring dirt on his grave seven days ago, of the of his career <laughs> at least. Like, uh oh, this guy's done. No more shows. And then on Monday, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five different cartoon shows, uh, adult cartoons we're hearing, were greenlit by Hulu. Uh, I don't have them here. It's uh, Hitmonkey, Tigra and Dazzler, Modoc, and Howard the Duck. And they're all going to team up in a show called The Offenders. Uh, they've also brought in some big time talent. Uh, Chelsea Handler is going to be on the Tigra and Dazzler show. Um, Howard, the duck is Kevin Smith and Patton Oswalt is part of the Modoc show. Um, this is the weirdest news that we've ever done. Like, I can't believe they're making this stuff. Uh, just first impressions when you guys saw this Monday morning. I was just really happy for Jeff. I mean, you know, like you said, we were we were, you know, pouring one out for him last week, and he's just like, "No, guys, no, let's have a chant." Confusion, pandemonium. Uh, what? Who? Nobody expected this. If you say you expected an announcement like this, you're lying. I mean, I never. So, so here's. I mean, what's going on? Because within. I'm not sure if we even talked about this last week, but the FX guy kind of took a shot at Marvel in a sense. I mean, he confirmed what we had previously kind of heard behind the scenes, whereas it was totally Marvel's decision to pull Deadpool from FX. Oh, um, was it? Yeah, we talk- I thought we talked about it at one point. It was Marvel's decision. That's what the FX guy, I mean, well, last week I think was FX's TCA panel. Um, and he confirmed that it was Marvel that pulled the show from FX. Um, so it's just bizarre. Why would they pull it from FX to do these adults? Kevin Smith on Howard the Duck. I mean, it's going to be lettered with F-bombs, right? I mean, it's yeah, clear. He, he, he wrote a teeny bopper movie, his last movie. Kevin Smith did? Yeah. Yoga Hosers. He, he's directed. Yeah, he's, done... he's directed Supergirl episodes. No, but he wrote Yoga Hosers, which was intended for a teen audience. Okay. Um, but this can... is it. They explicitly said these were adult cartoons, though, right? Right, but I mean, he can be edited. It's not like he's doing a right. live Howard the Duck show that. He can't right. go back and take every F-bomb and change it to poopy pants. But I would guess this is probably the project he's been talking about, though. He's been tweeting something about how he's working on the biggest project of his life. Yeah, that's probably um, it. So I would guess this is probably So who knows? Um, it's that or his newest Weight Watchers ad. I mean, one or the other. I don't... I want to see the thought process of selecting the characters they did because there's no rhyme there's no reason um it's i mean it's it's literally a scenario where you could have thrown darts at a wall and seen which ones stick there's no well Loeb has reached out to kevin smith before 
he um, talked to him about Iron Fist. Kevin had talked about on his podcast that Jeff Loeb came to him and asked him if he wanted to do Iron Fist. And Kev said, no, I love that character too much. I'd F it up. Um, so it's possible that Loeb, like, through all of them at Kevin and, you know, what do you want? And he finally found one that he could, you know. Doesn't love as much. Yeah, play with, but not worried about screwing it up. I mean, there's not... Right. I mean, does he might have a huge emotional attachment to Howard the Duck? Like, is there, like, a headcanon that if they screw up, you will be I guess, really upset? I mean, the thing with Howard the Duck is they've already screwed it up as badly as it could be screwed up with the Lucasfilm version that they did in the 80s. So you're going to be better oh, than Oh, come that. on, man. That, come but, on. Don't attack but it, also, that. like... I, I, to me, Howard the Duck is the most known of these, like maybe not most known, but probably the most beloved of these characters. You know, Adam, you're asking how they picked them. I like, uh, I think we both enjoy the Marvel superhero Lego games and those right, games yeah. that give you like 150 different characters that you can play with. And some of them are really obscure. And I just have this image of them putting like a giant poster of the character cast from one of those video games on the wall and just throwing darts at it to get characters. Particularly right. Dazzla and Tigra. Dazzla. Dazzler and Tigra. Dazzla. The, you are from Boston, Dazzla. aren't you? It was the Dazzla, I tell you. Yeah. I mean, is that even a, a matchup that's ever happened before? Or is it just that one's two random characters thrown together? Right. Right. No, I, I tried looking to see if there was, I've never heard. Yeah. I've never heard of the, uh, that setup before. Um, it doesn't help that I totally forgot Tigra was an actual comic book character and not um, a member of Thundercats. This was announced. <laughs> exactly. Right. For some, I'm like, wait, I thought that was like Wonder Woman, but no, that's Cheetah. But yeah, it's, and then I had all these thoughts go through my head. I'm like, wait, but then they're not supposed to do stuff with mutants and stuff. But then I realized their animation, which made me think, well, crap, why aren't they doing like Wolverine and X-Men cartoons and stuff like that? Because even their kids' cartoons have no, no X-Men or anything, yeah, right? Yeah, but that's been because that's been all part of that big, I think, the conspiracy to strangle out X-Men until they got it back from Fox. You know how they stopped putting them on posters and stopped making so many comics. They stopped making right. kids cartoons so that eventually Fox would be putting out movies that no kids had watched the characters when they were children, you know. But there's so many questions. Um, and I think we'll probably end up getting to it in, in the main topic or something. Um, you know, whether if this is can, whether this is standalone, what that means. I mean, Patton Oswalt as MODOK? I mean, Patton Oswalt would be a great live-action MODOK, <laughs> right. right? And now, he's only producing it, right? Is he? He's not voicing MODOK, Well, all they gave us was producers, but, you know, if you're Patton Oswalt and you're producing it, you'd be real tempted to put yourself in the, the, the voice cast, right? It's not like these are uh, completely unknown people. Um, obviously, I think Smith's done animated work before and obviously Patton's done a lot of voice acting stuff I left out I forgot the Howard Howard the Duck is not just Kevin Smith but it's also his friend that helped him with uh what Aqua Squad Teen Hunger Force 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's on uh, Cartoon Network? Adult Swim. So, I mean, it's pretty big day. I mean, I'm not sure who else they could have gotten for this level. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just curious to see how it looks. I mean, they released a first look type thing, but it looks exactly like the... Uh, I mean, Howard the Duck looks exactly like how he's been looking in the comics. Um, I was almost kind of hoping for like a, a Into the Spider-Verse type thing where each had its own unique tone and the offenders was very spider versey but they look pretty similar i guess at least in the first look image now i guess uh you know we do have listeners who are really into the movie and tv stuff but not so much the comic so we should for at least quickly try to describe these characters um howard the duck is a duck from another dimension who gets stuck in our world and then lives in Cleveland. Is that roughly correct? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and he smokes cigars and he swears and he's a private investigator. He's the, uh, male duck version of Jessica Jones. Ah. He has a human girlfriend as well, which I am sure Kevin Smith will write jokes about. I am sure. Uh, that'd be all. I mean, Wait, wasn't Leah Thompson uh, talking to Marvel at one point? I mean, how amazing would it be if they got her to voice? Oh, wait a minute. I mean, what's she up wasn't to Wasn't there nowadays? like an interview where she talked about them bringing her back in for Howard specifically? Yeah, well, she spoke about, she said she spoke to them about Howard the Duck or something of that nature. So, I mean, this very well could be. Oh, we something. all just kind of was like, really, Leah? Speaking what are you of talking which, about? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, there's Howard the Duck, which is weird. I mean, and he's I mean, obviously he's in the MCU, so that's what uh, brings up this whole cohesiveness type deal. One of my favorite Howard the Duck stories was a uh, it was like a a back of the issue thing during Civil War, where like he had to register like all the other superheroes, but right, it showed yeah, what it was yeah. like to register at like a random like superhero registration event in sandusky ohio or whatever it was just right, a bunch exactly. of like really low level superheroes it was like going to the dmv <laughs> yeah exactly uh, uh modok is uh i always forget it mechanism only does design for uh mechanized organism designed only for killing or something like that He's a giant head that floats around and is a genius and he runs aim and he's just uh, kind of goofy and haywire and I don't know if that describes him well at all. <laughs> Every single time he's been uh, portrayed in like video games or animation before, he has a very obnoxious voice, which I think Pat Oswald would do very well at. And we also, I mean, at least I also thought they were doing MODOK on S.H.I.E.L.D., Yes, um, the superior on S.H.I.E.L.D. was kind of a MODOK knockoff, particularly when his head got stuck in a jar and all that kind of stuff. I don't know a thing about Tigra. Like, she looks like Cheetah from from Wonder Woman. I mean, that's exactly what she is. She's a tiger, human tiger um, thing. Do we know how she got that way? Is she a mutant? Was she in an experiment? Uh, is she, she a is goddess? not a mutant because she... I don't know how it happened because she started off as the cat, which was like a very early design for Hellcat. Um, but I don't know how she got furry between the uh, 
original Hellcat type setup. And then Dazzler is an 80s X-Men character who is like from the the ending dying days of disco. She is a professional musician who also can make she's a lot like Jubilee. She makes like flashy stuff come out of her fingers. Yeah. That's it. Pretty much. She's a singer. She's a rock star, man. Like Gem and the Holograms? Uh yes, like I who? think so. Is that an Archie? It's an Archie thing, right? No, that's a gem and a hologram thing. They were like oh. independent. Never mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was was there an Archie super like Archie uh, girl band at some point? The yeah, Pussy the Pussycats. Cats, yeah. Oh. Josie and the Pussycats. There we go. Oh, Hit Monkey. It's a a monkey assassin. Like I don't know anything else about this. It's... So what interests me about this is no one cared about Hitmonkey until guess who said he wanted to introduce him in a Guardians movie? James Gunn. Um... Nobody cared about Hitmonkey. But now they do. I mean, Hitmonkey, I think he was introduced in like, he was introduced this decade, maybe like 2010, 2011. And he's actually probably appeared in a dozen comics. Um... So they tried kind of leaning towards this animal type thing, but I would guess Jeff was like, oh man, give us a rocket for one of these shows. But then Kev was like, ah, nah, you can't use rocket in your animated stuff. Hit monkey. Who would have thunk, huh? You think, you think Kev can like control, I mean, I guess we'll get to this in the main conversation, but you think Kev can like control what's in these animated shows? Like surely at some point Jeff can just be like like animated is it all whatever he wants well i think that fx conversation is instructive i think somebody said we don't the only way the fx thing makes sense given how hot donald glover is and how much people are excited about that is that somebody at fox or disney said we're going to create brand confusion if we do this and so we can't do this Deadpool show because it's going to overlap with the movie in a way that's going to confuse people. So it wouldn't surprise me if if Hulu came to them and said, hey, we really would love to do like an adult Rocket and Groot show where they go like hang out on Contraxia, you know, with like robot prostitutes. And I think Kevin Feige could step in then and go, um, we've got a brand going with Guardians that we don't want confused with that brand okay it's bizarre because i mean they have animated stuff but even then that's still separated from jeff right that's a whole different studio or something like who does the guardians show on disney and like ultimate spider-man or whatever it's called this new marvel rising thing i don't think that's marvel tv right a lot of that's disney xd right but I think there's actually an actual animation studio that's separate from Marvel TV and Marvel Studios, perhaps, maybe. I don't I know. I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe I'm just filling you all with nonsense, but pretty sure. And they, I mean, they use everyone. They use Black Panther and Cap and Spidey and all those guys. So. Brandon, as you're getting all of these characters and their bizarre origins thrown your way... What what sounds most interesting? Like, is there one of these that has tickled your fancy more than others? I mean, the the Tigra thing, um, I'm interested in. I mean, I 
I like Kevin Smith's weird off the wall humor. Yeah, so I'll be in for whatever he comes up with. But um, I mean, the Tigra. What was it's Tigra and who? Tigra and Dazzler. Dazzler. Yeah. Um. I don't know something about that. I'm interested in seeing what it is. Um, I mean, to openly play on the defenders with the name of the offenders, that also, I mean, that's very intentional. I wonder if they will be, you know, trying to compare. Yeah, I I don't know. You know, I wonder if they will be trying to tie in or if it's just the name. If it's just they went with this, if Loeb was just like, you know, people know what we did with the defenders. Let's sort of play off that name and people will understand the concept. Um, To me, it shows he's a good sport. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. And Jeff has been a good sport. Um, But I mean, there's far more to that type of decision than. I don't know. Um, So that's where I'm interested. Kind of in seeing how it all comes together more than anything. Yeah, I think this is interesting in all the talk we've had about like R-rated Marvel and Disney Plus and what will Disney allow to happen with their brands and oh, they're not going to let Marvel go here or they're not going to let Marvel go there. To me, this is a little bit of an answer when we talked last week about this difference between Disney Plus and Hulu and the, the lanes that they would be in. The fact that Marvel signed off on Hulu doing a Kevin Smith Howard the Duck show, you know, like to me that communicates, yes, we will go to weird places. We will allow for unusual properties. We'll allow for adult material. Like all this stuff suggests to me that the worst fears about Disney's overlordship of Marvel is overblown, that they're going to do interesting and fun things and things that are for grownups and not for kids. And the fact that they'll do it with animation, I think, makes that point even more so all right uh we're gonna move on to the next story which i think is a whole lot of false hope but during the whole conversation with the hulu execs some of the guys over at the rap asked the hulu execs if they would be open to picking up daredevil or luke cage or iron fist and they gave a response that many websites are putting out as yes they are open to it but I don't think it's quite that explicit. Rhiannon, what have you thought about this uh, Hulu saving Daredevil kind of storyline this week? You know, it's so funny because, like, some news outlets... I mean, I have friends that casually follow stuff that, like, hey, I heard the Netflix shows have been picked up by Hulu. You know, like, it's gotten so twisted. Um and that's what I was looking to see what his actual words were. But um, it, I, I think it's optimistic. I think it's, um, you know, I mean, we've, I mean, I feel like on Twitter we have debated the crap out of this. But, um, okay. So, and here's the deal. And I shared like an article on Netflix. I mean, we know the odds, you know, Netflix originals, the, 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 the Defenders shows are owned and produced by Netflix. Netflix owns them. They paid for them. They had the rights to the characters. Um, the odds of them continuing somewhere else, it would be very tricky legally 
there would be money paid to Netflix, there would probably have to be a whole lot of money paid to Netflix. Because even though it only cost them, even if we lowballed it, let's say, or highballed it, let's say it cost them $300,000 to create the catalog that they've, I mean, $300 million to create the catalog that they've created so far. That's different than going out right now and saying, oh, we'll just make new Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, you know, and we're willing to put $300 million in it. You don't know that it will be a hit. You don't know that people will like it. You don't know that you can recreate the fan excitement and the viewership. So right now what you have on the Netflix side is a known entity, and it's worth far more than what it cost them to make. For this to move over to Hulu, there would have to be a massive infusion of cash to Netflix, which is why I think it's important to also note the Forbes article that came out this week or or recently saying that Netflix is just their investors. I mean, Netflix has been in the red for a long time. They've been putting forth tons of money to create content, saying it would pay off in the end with subscribers. And their investors are starting to want to see this payoff. And all they're seeing is Netflix creating more debt and more debt. And now Netflix is starting to lose content as some of that, you know, like having all of the Disney catalog was a huge thing for Netflix subscribers. But all of that is moving to this Disney service And likely some of the subscribers will go with it. They're at the point where they're losing some of that. So I can see a world, you know, with this news that Hulu's there, I can see a world where Netflix is low on money, that they do need to do something, and that they do make a deal, and that these could move. Now, that could be me being overly optimistic. That could be me, you know, wanting, I mean, obviously, it's, it's, I'm willing to come up with scenarios that create the world that I want to see, but sometimes that works. Um, sometimes it's not likely, but also I think, I don't remember who it was, but it was probably my friend Shelby on Twitter. But, um, you know, the flip side of why would Netflix want to sell these is why would Netflix want to, you know, if they're removing all the Marvel stuff, Or, you know, if their whole reason for not having more Marvel stuff on there is they don't want people to watch it and then want to go and find more and therefore go to Disney Plus, why would they even want what they still have to be sitting around there? Because that could just as easily create interest. So there could be a world where they're wanting to get rid of this content. Um, And Hulu could fill in that gap. But that's just me throwing out a lot of scenarios where things I want to see could happen. Yeah, first and foremost, I don't get... I mean, are people expecting a Daredevil show in 2019? Or, or like, first quarter of 2020, I guess? <clears throat> so, I mean, we, we know this. there's this two-year clause or something, right? I mean, there's nothing stopping... Marvel from, I mean, launching the show with the same cast and crew two years from October 2018, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody, I mean, I think even right now, if it was completely greenlit, 
it would be two years before we saw a show. I mean, if if Hulu today made a deal with Netflix, like, oh, we could have these characters, there would take time to get it up and going and production going and like late 2020 is probably the earliest we'd see. But I mean, I don't think, I mean, from what I know of people that are hopeful and optimistic of this, they all understand that there's that two year gap. But crap, we went like two years between Jessica Jones seasons. We went two years, you know, the there's been two years between these seasons before. That's no, in this day and age, I mean, you have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. going a full year between seasons. It strikes me that Hulu knows this as well, because part of his quote was, quote, it kind of depends on when they're ready and and most importantly, who's behind these things that when they're ready, quote, suggest he knows that there's a waiting period on these that like he's done enough conversation with Disney and, and Marvel to know that this would not be ready to roll out tomorrow. And that strikes me as just his awareness of that situation. Right. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, the Hulu guy's not going to flat out tell a reporter, no, we don't want anything to do with that. You oh, know, I'm getting to that. Yes. It's, I mean, it's like <laughs> the same thing of asking, it's the same thing of asking Chris Evans, hey, do you want another 10 movie contract worth a billion dollars? Or it's asking Keanu Reeves, hey, do you want to, would you like to play Moon Knight? If they paid you $20 million to appear in one movie. Of course he's going to say yes. Of course he wants that money. Of course he wants. Or like asking Scarlett Johansson if she wants a solo Black Widow. Right. <laughs> right. Like they did for years and years. And I said was complete fan service. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think what the most simple answer to all this stuff that a lot of people don't want to talk about is they're just done. You know, these these shows are just done as the way they stand. Um, okay, but let's let's say they're done. I could see, I mean, we've talked plenty about them rebooting Iron Fist or moving Iron Fist or putting him in the Shang-Chi movie. I feel like that seems realistic. But do you think they could throw out a new Luke Cage next year? And you talk about brand confusion, fan confusion, all of that. Do you feel like they could reboot any of these series within the next three years and people not and people accept it? People like it. It'd be not be confusion with these old series. I mean, I don't feel like they could reboot them anytime soon. I I have two words for why I disagree. Spider-Man Homecoming. Right. That movie came out like legit two years. Maybe it's three. I'll have to check my math. But it came out literally two or three years after the previous Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man 2. And the world heralded it as the second coming of our Spider-Messiah. How attached were fans to Garfield, though? I mean, how many people looked at Garfield and said, that is my Spider-Man? Well, true. But we're also talking, I mean, we're comparing Luke Cage to Spider-Man. You know, I mean, obviously they're going to care much more about, or they're, I mean, they're right. You know, I mean, if they, so I I guess I'd say, let me put it this way. If 10% or 5% of Spider-Man fans loved Garfield, then that's more fans than a hundred percent of Luke Cage fans. Like it's just a huge fan base. Right. When you look at the toy sales, like 
Spider-Man dwarfs Batman and Superman in the ability to sell merch. I mean, how many people are... I'd be curious to know how many people are actually watching Luke Cage and not watching the movies, I guess. I mean, if they did a Luke Cage movie in this climate, uh, you know, the the same kind of um, plot or whatever, you know, the whole bulletproof hoodie-wearing uh, black man, you know, walking down the streets of Harlem. You know how much money that would make at a box office? Now that I agree. I agree they could do a Luke Cage movie. I feel like they could do a Luke Cage movie. And I've agreed with you. I feel like they could throw Iron Fist. They could do something new with Iron Fist these days. I don't feel like they could do anything with Daredevil for the next five years without people. But see, I... I don't know. I, I think if if anyone, I mean, Daredevil's going to be the first person rebooted. If if any of them do, I mean, it's just by far he's got the most rich mythos. He's the one that ties in easiest to what they have going on now. Um, I mean, there's no way they add Jessica Jones to the movies before Daredevil. You know, certainly not Punisher. Certainly not Iron Fist. I mean, it's... it's. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like the Spider-Man comparison isn't great because people saw the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and felt, eh, this is, I could still... You know, this isn't the perfect Spider-Man mix. But, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like some of them might be able to be rebooted and changed in a different attitude of their character. I mean, that's... Yeah, like Luke Cage, we saw a very street-level Harlem-esque Luke Cage. We could see him in a movie like all these uh, you know, movies that are doing great right now. They could do a different story. They could reboot Daredevil. It would have to be amazing to compete. So let me ask this. How many... And I, I honestly don't know the answer. I don't... I guess I can't even imagine it. How many, say they do reboot Daredevil, how many people that watch Daredevil would be confused by a movie version of Daredevil? I guess, if the people watch the MCU movies and are confused that it's not Charlie Cox Daredevil, I mean, those wouldn't, they wouldn't even know that the Netflix show is part of the MCU, right? Does that make sense? I think that stuff only matters for 30 seconds. Like, I think of, like, I think of my mom. If my mom showed up tomorrow and Idris Elba was playing Captain America, she'd go, wait a minute, that's not the old Captain America. Well, I guess this is a different one. And she'd move on with it. Like, it would not bother her at all. You know, like, even when people are confused by why it's different, they go, oh, whatever. They recast it and they move on. Speaking of which, fantastic Captain America casting option would watch. (laughs) Um, and I, I mean, yes, you could go, I mean, and Daredevil could be drastically differently cast. Um, I saw something today, somebody, there was a panel from the most recent, the newest Daredevil comic, the Zdarsky run that's been making the rounds and somebody goes, wow, it's Ashton Kutcher as Daredevil. And I looked at the picture and I was like, holy crap. And I spent like a solid five minutes trying to imagine Ashton Kutcher as Daredevil. And I could see it, and it would be a completely different character, a completely different approach. 
I mean, we've seen Ben Affleck, and it's a completely different approach. You know, he could actually be redheaded. He could be tall and, well, I mean, Charlie Cox is six foot. But, you know, it could be a completely different way. And, yeah, people could forget. I feel like they know they have a hit right now. It goes back to that, you know, like the amount of money put in isn't the same as what you know. You know the current Daredevil is a hit. And there's value to that as well. Let the record reflect you pitching to Darsky's run as Ashton Kutcher as Daredevil. Doesn't really make me want to read it all too much. <laughs> no, they were just talking about I'm the art. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> they were just talking about the art. The they art. weren't talking okay. about the tone or anything. Okay. So I, I do think, and I, I mean, I don't mean this meanly or negatively at all. I think there is a first love with characters that matters too, like how you are introduced to a character. I think we do have a generation of people for whom Charlie Cox is their daredevil. Charlie Cox's voice is what they hear when they read the comics and his face is what they think of when they think of Matt Murdock. Obviously comic readers from before that maybe aren't exactly in the same place. There's a generation of people who sadly have Ben Affleck in their head, you know, when they think of daredevil to this day, the X-Men, the animated series voice cast is still the way I hear Cyclops and Wolverine in my head. When I read a comic book, like I don't hear you, Hugh Jackman. I hear whoever the guy was that did the animated series, you know, 20 years ago. And so that's, I think, just a hard thing for us always to, like, suss out is, like, how many people came in with that wave of fandom and how significant is it? And, like, I understand there will always be an emotional attachment to that version, but that doesn't, you know, like, that can also, I think, sometimes be overplayed because there is the attachment to it. I mean, and a huge part of that is they, you know, how quickly they adapt the comic art to look exactly like the the live action people dude like right. for ragnarok came out robert downey jr will always be tony right. stark yeah, but this you know the yeah. Daredevil. i mean he looks like ashton kutcher he... not like not charles soul stuff i mean that was pretty cox x yeah cox s does anybody like the art in the soul runs i do who who does it um uh what's his name I don't know his name. Uh, it's it's fine. Charles I don't love him. it. I mean, I've seen much worse. I mean, there are several titles that I don't know how they get approved. But hey, conversation for a different day. Yeah. So let me talk. Sorry. Let me go into all the ways I think that this Hulu story is stupid. Oh, yeah. Like sorry. we've talked a lot of these angles to death. But I have some. Oh, that's okay. I have some old man get off my lawn thoughts here. On this article, the rap walked up to a man who just shelled out hundreds of thousands of dollars for a hit monkey TV show and said, Hey, do you think you'd like to make a daredevil show? Heck yeah. He wants to make a daredevil show. He's paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for Tigra and Dazzler. What the heck do you think he's going to say? This guy is so desperate for Marvel that he's throwing hand over fist for Modoc. If you hand him Daredevil, he will say yes. Like that is the stupidest question I've ever heard. Second of all, his answer is the most generic crap I've ever heard. It's not even worth writing up. Marvel has a ton of titles we'd be interested in. It's kind of 
depends on when it's ready and who most importantly is behind these things. You could have asked him anything. You could have said, hey, do you want to do a Kosar and the Starjammer show? And he'd go, Marvel has lots of properties that we're interested in. Hey, what do you think about uh, doing a show about... Um, I'm trying to think of something weird and random, but I can't because all of them just got greenlit for Hulu shows. Okay. Like it's just, (laughs) it's so dumb to me. Of course they would be interested in a crown jewel like daredevil at Hulu. Of course he's going to say yes. And when, when he says we're interested in lots of Marvel stuff, that is not, we want to pick up the Netflix versions of these shows. Like, The way that these websites twist and turn this crap into somebody saying something affirmative about anything when it's just corporate BS drives me insane. And I'm going to stop yelling at our listeners now. I'm sorry. (laughs) You all right, man? You need to talk about something? Oh, jeez. I mean, I didn't know I upset you that much by ordering baked goods, but... (laughs) I mean, you guys didn't no, no. have to send me cupcakes. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're happy to do that. That that's a that's a happy okay. part of my week. No, it's just it feels like I read some of these articles and they're so half baked. Like it, like they asked him a question, and I know because I've done it. I've actually asked Jeff Loeb questions exactly like this personally, where I'm trying to fish to get him to tell me something. He gives me a complete non-answer, and then we try to read the tea leaves to see what he means. And I just, I think this one's been overblown. Um, I think if it's a possibility that Hulu would take it in a heartbeat, but I think it's probably not a possibility. See, I don't think, I think your frustrations lie in the vanilla answer, if anything. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can't have a Hulu executive. Now, obviously, you guys know my stance on the issue. I mean, you can't have a Hulu executive say, yeah, we'd like to, you know, we'd like those guys and not write a news article on it, you know? But they didn't, they didn't say that. They said, we'd be open to any Marvel project. Yeah. They didn't say, oh, we love Daredevil and we'd be interested in Daredevil. They said, we'd be interested in any Marvel thing that got thrown our way as apparent by the fact that they greenlit. But the question included Daredevil, right? Right, right. The question was specifically so, I mean, about them. Context, but, yeah. So, but it's. I mean, but yeah, I'm with Caleb on this. Like, it's been funny. I mean, and we've all. I mean, you know, obviously, we love you, Adam. We've seen how some of this stuff gets twisted. By the time it was over, it was like he had said, "We're trying to greenlight Daredevil." I mean, it, it's some of the ways this his words were twisted made it seem like he did say a lot more specifically. Like I said, I had friends that were like messaging me today. Like, Hey, I heard daredevil might be saved. And I'm like, not really. I, I guess my thought on Adam is like, it's like me coming to you and going, Hey, there's this restaurant in New York that makes thousand dollar hamburger, like luxury items. Would you be interested in eating or buying one of those? And you go, well, I mean, I like hamburgers. If the circumstance was right and I could afford it, I'd consider it. And then I put out a headline, Adam Barnhart craves $1,000 hamburger. Like, how, that's many, like how many you know, headlines like... did you see that? I mean, I don't think I recall seeing one that said, ah, Hulu's ordering Daredevil or, or something like that. Um, you know, I mean, I've seen a lot of I goods. Mean, the original one from the... 
the original one from The Wrap is Hulu is open to Daredevil Hulu or Luke Cage. Hulu open to reviving canceled Marvel Netflix series, um, which isn't too... I'm trying to find the one that I... Which, I mean, both of those are accurate, right? I mean, The Wrap could have put... The rap could have put that Hulu was open to, you know, a Daredevil or a Daredevil series, or Hulu was open to a Deadpool series, or Hulu was open to a, a Shao Lao series, or Deadpool or Hulu was open to a Black Knight series, right? But his answer is so generic. The headline could have been Hulu open to a Captain America Fing Fang Foom reworking a Brokeback Mountain. And that would have technically been true because he didn't put any restrictions on it. He was like, yeah, it, all of Marvel's characters are interesting to us. Right. What's what's the problem with that? I don't see anything wrong with that headline. <laughs> I'm in. I mean, I'm in for the Captain America Brokeback Mountain. Technically, that would be Fing true. Fing Foom. Technically. Remake. <laughs> I mean, he said Marvel characters, you know. I really do have to like reprogram my brain because every time I try to think of something so random, it's going to happen. Made, yeah, it's it is get... now a animated shows right, on Hulu next week. <laughs> well, and I mean, like on the animated front, I just if we're going to go to where this, I know lots of people that would be just fine with like a dare. I the the dare explaining folks, which is a great blog for any Daredevil fans. Love the idea of an animated Daredevil series. Like, a great way to reboot the character, give everybody, get everybody used to seeing him in a different way, give him his actual ability to, like, swing off of buildings and stuff, and and do some new stuff. So, I actually, when I heard the animated series stuff on Hulu, I was like, ooh, maybe we can get, you know, Daredevil showing up in that. So help me God, if there's ever an Iron Fist animated show and they still don't draw a effing dragon. Oh, <laughs> so help me God. It was just too much ink. It was too, too much ink. Too much ink. At this, ink one, at this point, pencils. Adam, what I would expect them to do is have too much dragging. By the time we were done with the Netflix, um, with the with the Iron Fist animated series, we'd be like, oh my gosh, I am so tired of Shallow. So tired of that dragon. Stop we do not need a dragon in every scene, guys. I mean, it almost got to the point where I was a habitual lottery ticket buyer, just hoping I could win the lottery so I could buy a dragon for the Netflix show. Um, so I'm watching the Super Bowl, and the Bud Light uh, ad that was like a Game of Thrones Bud Light ad came on. And I, I kid you not, the first thing in my brain was like, Holy crap, Bud Light can put a dragon in a co- commercial and we couldn't get right. one on Iron Fist? Right, but that was in partnership with HBO. So they had the money. We spent 50 minutes on two pieces of news. We had thoughts. Let's, uh, let's, uh, we're gonna, <laughs> we did have lots of thoughts. Let me just mention a few other things. Um, Netflix, uh, according to one of the trades, is likely to cancel Jessica Jones and the Punisher, which is almost embarrassing that somebody was able to write that up and consider it news because we all know that's coming. Um, There is still some hangups on the Disney Fox deal with approval by Brazilian um, uh, regulators trying to say whether or not they're allowed to go through with it. Um, Endgame. they were there was a little bit of talk about whether Endgame might have an intermission or not to let people go pee, 
and the Russos assured us that no one has gone pee in any of the uh, test screenings, which awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, and Eternals, it looks like their um, start date and location has been revealed that they're going to be um, filming in August in Atlanta, which is a little bit different than what TH, uh, that hashtag show had told us before. But Charles Murphy on Twitter today said that's that's fine. It's normal that sometimes they shift those things around. Uh, I think that's all the news. Did you guys have any of those things that you wanted to talk about before we move on? I would like to start a line of in-game diapers, in-game adult diapers. I think I think there's time for us to brand and market this. Like uh, it's got an infinity gauntlet, and then when you pee in it, like all the gems appear in the uh, in the glove. Oh, see, this is why I like being in business with you guys. Yes. <laughs> This is a big thing in diapers now is they have like a stripe that like uh, colors on or disappears so that you know if your kid's Peter. Um, so. Now available at our uh, $5 Patreon level. I'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you an Not just diaper. a diaper. Might not even be an adult diaper. Might just be a just diaper. A Use it. A cup. We'll send something. A cup. Dealer's oh. choice. Also, I should right. say that was um, a joke, so uh, please don't. <laughs> I mean, sign up for the $5 level, but I'm not going to send you a diaper. Just just thought I'd put that out there. Some, weir- some weirdo, like, six months from now, like, <laughs> where the heck's my diaper, guys? Did you just talk a, uh, the people that wrote up the P thing as news? That just hit me. Because I wrote that. Were you reading my headline we're, about the P break thing? We're and always reading no. your headline. No, no, no. I I do think that story was weird in that the way I understand it is like the Russos talked and they said, hey, we've tested it. It's tested well. It's really long, but nobody got up to pee. So I don't think we have to do an intermission. And that got written up as they're talking about doing an intermission. And then people wrote a second article that's like, Russos decide not to do an intermission. It's like, well, they always no, decided not to do an intermission. Diff- there the from first the one was that out of, out of three, three out of the four test screens had nobody stand up to go to the bathroom or to leave. And then, no, I mean, I know we at least wrote it because someone asked them about an intermission, which is still on the table. Are you out here just reading headlines? No, no, no. It's hard. Because you, you can't figure out where this stuff was said and when it was said and what the order is. And so, like, a lot of times it just, it, I don't know. Yeah, I thought intermission was still on the table. It is. And that they were trying to see if there was a good dramatic break and whatever. I mean, if there is a movie to bring back movie intermissions, this would be it. But, I mean, I sat through Titanic. I mean, lots of people sat through Titanic. If you didn't have to pee with all that water. Right? Yes. I'm already a nervous wreck walking into Endgame that I'm going to hear someone spoil something that they saw online from Uh, some guy that watched in Italy 12 hours ago. The idea of engaging in more public discourse for a whole 15 minutes in the middle of the movie is enough to, like, send me into, like, some kind of psychiatric breakdown. Like, don't so do Caleb actually, don't there watch. was truth to Caleb's diaper thing earlier. Caleb well, is. Okay, so, and then, I mean, when you consider there's like a half hour of previews in some theaters, 20 minutes at least, that makes it 
three hours, 20 minutes. You know, it'll be a little bit longer experience than in these test screenings, whereby I just go sit down and they watch the movie. I just looked it up. Titanic was three hours and 15 minutes. And, I mean, that was a long time ago, but I don't remember news of people peeing in their seats. I did New Year's Eve in Times Square and went 15 hours, so I'm fine. We can, I mean, and, and between now and Endgame, we can talk about the proper planning. So. <laughs> Next week on Marvel News Desk, how to plan so you don't have to Spoiler pee. Spoiler alert, don't drink much water. I mean, if I had a, one public place to pee at, I'd probably, probably choose Times Square anyways, right? <laughs> I mean, isn't it anticipated you'll pee yourself You've there anyways? You've never been in Times Square, have you? No, I'm just, I'm just estimating a lot of people piss themselves uh, there. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> Adam's still thinking yes. of 1982 Times Square before the Giuliani cleanup and all that um, stuff. No, I mean, it's not that exciting. You're telling me they don't have spot-a-pots in Times no. Square? No. No. Uh, I mean, that's a whole other subject we can really go into some other time, but... um. Not very accommodating. It's very hard to find a proper place to pee in Times Square, so there's that. But Disney Store on the second floor, the Renaissance Hotel, second floor has a lobby, and the Marriott Hotel, you go up to the eighth floor, and they have a lobby. Just if anybody's trying to... Exclusive yeah. scoops here on MND. Yeah, Rhiannon's list of places to pee in Times Square. I was about to say, it's the poop scoop. It's what it is. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how I'm going to edit this episode. <laughs> I was about to say, hashtag things if I to put be my edited. filter, if I put my filter in a certain place, this episode's <laughs> going to be three minutes long. And if I move it just a scooch down, it's going to be two hours long. Godly poop scoop in. I mean, <laughs> poop scoop. So one of the things we wanted to talk about today is um, I'm calling it uh, killing. It's all connected. Uh, one of the things that these Hulu shows immediately brought up, as Adam was talking about, was the question of, well, will they be in MCU continuity? I mean, we've talked on this show about if they should ever do a cartoon show that's still part of the continuity of the MCU. There was no discussion of it whatsoever in any of the trades when Hulu announced the shows. Um, let's start via that entry. Do you guys want MODOK or Hitmonkey to be MCU official canon? Or are you happy for these to be totally unrelated to the MCU as we know it? So I'm going to say it, all right? I'm just going to lay it all out there and I'm going to say it, all right? And I don't want... This is a judgment-free zone, right? I hate or it Or judge me. I hate it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think... I don't think I care as much about the MCU as I used to. At least not how it was originally pitched. I, I think I am perfectly fine in a world where only the movies are their own thing um, and the TV shows and animation are something completely different. In fact, I think it almost might be better that way so I don't set expectations too high. Um, I mean, with past Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the most connected show and even then it's a few... They name drop Thanos and that's about it. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I'm starting to uh, kind of cool down on the whole MCU bit. I mean, I don't expect these animated shows to be in the MCU. I don't expect them to be canon. You know, like two years ago, it was really cool. Like, we, um, there was still a lot of hope that they would all be connected, and we were still trying to find all those connections, and 
stuff like that. And I agreed with Adam all the time. So I'm feeling a little nostalgic for that because I agree with Adam right now. Um, But I, yeah, I don't think they're going to connect. I don't think they need to connect. I mean, animation doesn't need... To, I mean, if there's ever a point to just say there's no connectivity, do it in the animated world. They can throw out a reference to Thanos. Their audience will know what they're talking about. But I don't think they need to pretend that this is the same world that's been attacked by aliens and Captain America was frozen for whatever years and all of that. I don't think it needs to happen. No. With these characters being so obscure, it's like it's like Runaways. Runaways is in the MCU continuity, but do we care that it is? Like, it doesn't in, in many, any meaningful way connect over with the other stuff. And if it did, it would feel weird and awkward. Like, maybe Jeff Loeb has just finally brainwashed me into liking this answer. But I kind of get what he says when he's like, oh, these teenage kids don't worry about and aren't going to talk about Daredevil or Thor. Like, it's just not something that they are into. And so, like, force-fitting it doesn't help anybody. And I've just kind of come to agree with that. Now, that being said... We've talked about these Netflix shows that have now been canceled. They have always been technically MCU canon. Worst case scenario down the road, they do recast and totally restart afresh with Daredevil in an MCU movie. And they scrub the Netflix shows from technically being canon. Does that bother you, Rhiannon? Does it hurt your feelings? Does it like rip away some of the value of that to you or does it even matter at this point it doesn't matter to me at this point um i mean they'd already be rebooting the characters and you know my my heart would be ripped out a little bit in that regard but they i've been i rewatched daredevil from the very beginning because i logged into my dad's netflix account and i wanted that to be like the first thing that netflix thought i was watching and those very beginning, like where they're tying it into the incident, referring to it, felt off to me. I mean, that part felt so forced, and it was just like, why are they even pretending it's this world? Why? It felt so unnatural compared to where the series are at the end that, like, it wasn't necessary. Like, in hindsight, not necessary at all. I mean, I know when Daredevil started, they did a lot of that connection to explain why the Hell's Kitchen that this Matt Murdock lives in is not the clean Midtown West that Hell's Kitchen of today is. You know, why is there so much crime in this neighborhood? They needed to make it. You know, how do we destroy Hell's Kitchen and take it back to the 60s? Um And they played, you know, they did a great job in season one, but I don't think it was absolutely necessary. Like, it wouldn't feel wrong to not have all of that background. Reboot it. Whatever. Whatevs. I give up. She's not even drinking wine or champagne. Now? I mean, you don't know what I did before we podcasted it. <laughs> right. No, I mean, I'll wake up tomorrow morning and I'll still be, you know, I'll still care. But not right now. Adam, you mentioned... Um... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which has been the most connected. Um, do you think, uh, like, would it uh, concern you if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. even got sort of decanonized or just sort of swept to the side? Uh, 
Like, I mean, is that show any different than these others, or would we be okay with kind of cutting them adrift as well? Well, I mean, I don't think they'd ever decanonize Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I think it's more of a new series type thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, have we ever gotten actual transparency from, like, has there ever been a time where, like, Kevin Feige and Jeff Loeb have appeared as, like, a unit to talk about stuff together? Um, I mean, it's... Maybe they're the same person. Have they ever been in the same room at the same time? Hmm? <laughs> I mean, I've been in the same room with each of them, I think. <laughs> Separately, but not at the same time. I was about to say, is this like the community property? If Rhiannon's been in a room with Jeff Loeb, well, and no. she's been I mean, in a room like, with... they, they definitely looked like different people up close, is what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Sorry, Adam. That was supposed to be a comedic off-ramp, but it was just an off-ramp. Oh, no. Um, no, I mean, I don't think they'll ever decanonize S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I'm still bewildered on what they're doing with that show. Um... But, yeah, I guess I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. It, I mean, it, it, as bad as it sounds, I guess I don't count these new animated shows as shows for whatever reason. Um, it's just weird. We haven't gotten any. We've gotten a lot more bad live action show news than we've gotten good. Um, I mean, we have, what's the latest new live action show announcement we've got? Um, I mean, outside of the animated stuff, yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7 renewal? Right. I mean, the last new show they announced was New Warriors, right? And how'd that turn out? <laughs> right. I mean, we've had some renewals like Runaways 2 and Cloak and Dagger 2. I think we'll probably get Runaways 3 pretty soon. There was rumors of that this week. Right, but new, new, new shows. I mean, New Warriors was the last new show that they actually announced that they were developing. None of this, oh, hey, we're developing a show focusing on woman characters, or we're developing this so-and-so show from John Ridley. Well, the answer, if you count them, would be the Loki show and the Scarlet Witch and Vision and Bucky and Cat, uh, Falcon and all those those things. I wonder if Mr. Feige actually refers to those as TV shows. I mean, he every I mean, trades tend to call them limited series. So now we're getting into semantics. Um, but that is pretty telling at least what the mindset would be if like Feige almost turns up his nose at it kind of. It's funny when you talked about Agents of Shield and kind of how it fit in the universe. We've been re- doing the rewatch with my oldest uh, daughter, and we watched all- Age of Ultron the other day. And you know, there's that scene where the helicopter shows up out of nowhere, or helicopter helicarrier comes up, and he makes this is like the most explicit film reference ever to the TV shows. Fury says, "Oh, I had some friends pull this out of mothballs or whatever," and he's talking about Coulson and company because it was that whole plot that season on Shield of like. 
what's Coulson doing behind the scenes? He's got some secret project he's not telling us about. Is he a Cree? What's going on? And it turns out he was getting another helicarrier put together. Do you right. guys remember this at all? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what was really funny is that helicarrier pops up and and Fury says, like, some friends helped me get this out of storage. And my daughter looked at me and goes, oh, there must be a couple of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents that are still around and doing their job, even though they close S.H.I.E.L.D. down. And I was like, oh, an eight-year-old just deduced the entire plot of two seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. from one. Like, it showed me how, I'm sorry, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans, it it showed me how worthless the show was or, like, how unessential their plot stuff is that she surmised in ten seconds something that they had, like, tried to build up as the big connection point building into that movie, you know? Right. I love how that's like the uh, exact route the TV has taken with the movies too. Instead of Fury like name dropping Coulson or something. You know, it's like the incident. Or the big green guy. Right. And so Agent May and Agent Coulson are some friends. And that's all that, you know, he's willing to talk about. Well, I, I mean, in context, that's probably... I wouldn't expect Fury to say, Oh, hey, you know, Philip J. Coulson and Melinda May made this on... December 15th yeah. for me. Right? And Cap so, is like, I, mean, I thought he was dead. We mourned him. The whole right. reason we exist as a team is because of him. Right. So I get it. Sorry, Joss. Sorry, I did not mean to offend your filmmaking capabilities. What's he up to nowadays? Is he coming back? Probably not. He was announced as doing some other project. Were they rebooting Buffy, maybe, with an African-American actress or something like that? Yeah, there's a Buffy reboot. Um, The Nevers. He's working on The Nevers on HBO. I don't know what that is. I just Googled. Cool. I'm sure he's working on something to allow him to do casting auditions with young, impressionable women that he'll hit on (laughs) in irresponsible ways. (laughs) seems to be his his thing apparently the yeah. nevers and and the nevers is described as an epic science fiction drama about a gang of victorian women who find themselves with unusual abilities that was not edited that way folks that is actually the way this conversation went yeah. down i yeah. was right <laughs> but okay so back to our topic at this point is it is it okay to let the connectivity thing go like are you all right to basically just like, have you mentally divorced TV from the movies and you have a movie universe and you have separate TV universes? You have the a- the ABC-verse and you've got the Netflix-verse and you've got the Hulu Freeform-verse and you're just okay to just, like, is it okay to let die that dream that we had that, like, this would be so super interconnected and all that kind of stuff way back when they first launched S.H.I.E.L.D.? I think for the past year, I haven't even expected Netflix characters to show up on other Netflix shows. So, right. yeah, I, I I think we're way past ever thinking the TV and movies are connected. I mean, even Loeb told us, like us personally, that it's points of connectivity. Jeepers, Kraut. I mean, I could see Runaways and Cloak and Dagger doing something. Um... But outside of that, I don't know. Luckily, we're not a. You know, luckily, we're not just an MCU pod anymore, huh? Right. I mean, that's the thing to me though about about the connectivity is I'm like, no, it's fine. I'm over it. It's okay. They don't have to be connected. 
But you better believe that if I'm watching an episode of Runaways and all of a sudden, like, one of Dagger's, like, light blades goes flying through the air and saves Nico, I'm going to be jumping up and down on my couch like, oh, they're crossing over, they're connected, I'm so excited. Like, I like, I still like those things. Like, I still like them to have a connectivity. And it's, um, like, half the fun of Infinity War was seeing Thor and Rocket together. Like, we do like them to be connected. I think it's just, it's just the format thing. I think it's just the TV film thing that is the thing that we're ready to be done with. They surely didn't expect it to get this big, did they? I mean, we're going on, I mean, 20, what, three movies? And how many seasons of TV? Another 20 seasons of TV? Um, I mean, what are the other biggest franchises? What, Mission Impossible has seven movies? Or six movies? And they just ordered James two Bond's more. I mean, got James 25. Bond. Yeah, so they're working on twenty-five. Um, but I mean, even James Bond doesn't really lean on the whole interconnectivity stuff, does it? I mean, they don't reference James Bond two and James Bond twenty-four, do they? Or do they? I don't know. I'm not a James Bond person. They've had soft reboots, too. Like, the Daniel Craig ones are kind of reboot, like Batman Year One-ish, you know, like the early days of 007, all that kind of stuff, so yeah. Right, so, uh... Wasn't Batman Year One a Jeff Loeb comic? And maybe, possibly. I need to read old Jeff Loeb comics. I think it would give me a new appreciation of him. Okay! <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just massive. I mean, can you imagine trying to jump into the MCU now? Or better yet, imagine trying to jump into it 10 years from now? Ugh. Well, but that's that's almost part of the reason, though, I think that you, you have to not officially decanonize, but the reason why you divorce the TV and the film stuff. Like, I see people that work on making a chronological watching list. Of like, Ugh. if you want to watch everything in the MCU, start with this movie and then jump to Agent Carter and then jump to this movie and then watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season one, episodes one through 14. And then, and I think to myself, if you did that, it would not inform anything. Like, like as much as I liked Agent Carter, watching Agent Carter does not make a Captain America Winter Soldier any better of a movie. It doesn't do anything. Like, the connectivity has never been important enough that figuring out where, you know, well, does Daredevil fit in between Thor Dark World or after Ultron or before Doctor Strange? Nobody cares because it doesn't make Daredevil better and it doesn't make those movies better. And so, yeah, that's why I just think you have the movie universe and talking about the chronological order of how to watch the movies is maybe interesting. But I don't care about trying to fit the TV shows into it anymore. I think it's a pleasant surprise when it happens. I think why people, I mean, like, why people were so psyched about that Captain America tie-in with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., with S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, I, I mean, like, that was a huge thing because nobody expected it, other than the fact that at the time they advertised the crap out of, you know, you have to see Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but, I mean, you have to see Captain America, but I, I watched it late, catching up, and everybody was like, you have to stop and watch it, and I was like... Okay. I mean, yeah, it was anticlimactic for me after all of that hype. I do like how these, this universe is resembling a lot like 
comics, believe it or not. Yeah. Like, I was reading, um, what was it? I was reading, well, I picked up Avengers 1 from uh, Rhiannon's guy, Chip, and I was reading that today. And, I mean, it's not too spoilery. I mean, Jason Aaron's Avengers as of late have been dealing with kind of Namor a bit. And within the past five issues, I mean, Namor's been nowhere to be found. But in Invaders number one, it carries directly over from kind of where Avengers left it off at. You know, two completely separate creative teams and all that stuff. And then I was thinking, I'm like... This is essentially what the MCU is right now, you know, especially with S.H.I.E.L.D. Obviously, it's Colston stuff, but it's just crazy that they've actually built something this large that is on the verge of not mocking, but duplicating, I guess, the crazy, oftentimes convoluted timeline of comic books. Who would have thunk? And I'm not saying, I mean, that's good and bad, you know, because you hop into some comic timelines and it's a nightmare. Like, I'm trying to uh, reread the Hellboy series chronologically, but, I mean, the newest Hellboy issues that are coming out right now, like, take place between a series they wrote in 95 and a series they wrote in 98, but it was after, like, the series of 92. You know, it's just... Comics, and I'm suspicious that even the movies are going to be a little less connectedy. Like I don't know exactly how they're going to solve Endgame, but I think it's in a way that's going like it's going to do something to continuity. Like clearly, some of the deaths in Infinity War are going to be uncontinuityed. You know, like they're going to be uncanonized and changed to something else by the effects of that movie. And I think that letting it go is just the way this thing is maturing, and it's it's okay. So you're suggesting that they're so you're just thinking that they're not going to be as connected as before. You're not suggesting that the movies are going to separate, are you? I I don't know. I think the possibility that they'll set it up to where they can be more diverse and not as connected to one another is possible. I don't totally buy it, but I kind of, I find interesting this theory that Thanos actually created two different universes and we're seeing the universe that for half the people, but the other half live in a universe where they saw the other half dusted. Like I find that fascinating and I think it could allow them to do lots of interesting things and recast and all that kind of stuff. So. Once you put time travel in it, then you can screw... Like, continuity is going to get screwed oh, over. gross. <laughs> I, that's <laughs> why I, 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 I... It's going to be so much easier to be, like, alternate dimensions, right? Once you involve time travel. Just do... Just do dimensions, man. Just do... I don't know. And it's... Well... But dimensions and time travel... I mean, twiddle dee, twiddle dumb, right? Like... I went to a dimension that has a different history versus, oh, I changed the time stream so that history was different. You know, like, right. But I mean, you don't have to deal with paradoxes and stuff with dimensions, right? Right. Because, oh, hey, Caleb on Earth 2 is on Caleb on Earth 2. But if I'm time traveling, then you have to worry about butterfly effect and all sorts of. 
wait, if I do this, will this change this? And will I dust away or will... I don't know. Spider-Verse has helped us a lot on this, though. Like, Spider-Verse has all these crazy continuities and it's totally different than what we expect, you know, Marvel 616 to be. And we all loved it. And we're all like, this is awesome. This is, you know, I... I and so... Right, but see, that's the dimension thing. That's not time travel. Right, right, right. I'm just saying as far as continuity goes. Gotcha. Like, nobody... You can do anything in Spider-Verse and people will be like, oh, eh, yeah, you know, multiverse, whatever. And they're not going to get all fussy about continuity. Did we... um? Speaking of Spider-Verse, when we were talking to uh, uh, Josh Beveridge, he mentioned something about the Stan Lee cameos, right? Or where did we see that? Because all those are becoming all the rage on Twitter. Like, the animators are starting to share them, and I know Chris Miller started sharing them. I couldn't remember where I heard that. I'm like, well, how this isn't news. I heard it from somewhere, and I couldn't remember if he was the one that mentioned something on the pod or who did. Because there's actually like 12 of them or something, or 25 oh, of Oh, there's them, way or... more than that. Yeah, there's dozens, apparently. All right, uh, let's do the mailbag real quick as we wrap up. Uh, we got a message on Twitter from Matt Turner Toad. Uh, he was talking about Jude Law and something he said about scrolls in an interview. And he asked this question I thought was interesting. Do you think that scrolls can turn into things other than life life forms? Like, can a scroll be a lamp or a or a rubbish bin? A, a trash can is what we would call it. But yes, like, uh, does that, do you guys think scrolls can be inanimate objects or can they only be people? All right, so I don't know a whole lot about how scrolls change forms, but I would think that you would in some way have to be conscious for that to happen. Like, at least think, I want to turn into a duck and that duck would somehow to turn into something else have to have that thought. So the it would all hinge on like the consciousness level required to transform as a scroll. So do you guys know what consciousness level is required of a scroll to change? Like when they're a duck, do they have the brain of a duck or do they have the brain of a scroll within a duck body? I think they keep their scroll consciousness i mean because they can freely change and they know what they've done right so where does the consciousness live in a lamp well it's getting way too deep good lord (laughs) (laughs) but i mean i think the idea would be like they're thinking they're just acting like a lamp okay but it is interesting in the secret invasion storyline the scrolls also did a thing where they brainwashed some of their people into believing they were what they were shape-shifted into so, like, they did a whole thing where the original Captain Marvel returned. And everyone's like, oh, Captain Marvel's back. And he really believed in his heart that he was Marvel. Right. And then right, down right. the road, he turned in, he realized he was a Skrull who had just shape shifted into Marvel. But he really believed in his heart he was Marvel because they had wiped his brain clean to make him think he was what he was shifted into. So, not only in the next two months are we getting time travel, we are also getting scrolls. So it's going to be amazing. Who's oh. a scroll? Oh, have you guys gone to the Captain Marvel website? Yeah. Sure yes. This in the news. It's so amazing. Wait, do you it's guys so remember good. when websites were like that? Or is that? Yes. yes. That's how my yeah. first website I ever made looked like. Aww. Yeah, I remember those. Amazing. Yeah, they were The pain. Space Jam website is like that. I think it's still up. Do you know this? Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. 
Um, fun fact, most uh, mom-pop businesses in Northwest Iowa still look like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Love Waffle, very short message on the website this week. I loved it. He said, we just had an Avengers en- movie end with all our favorite Avengers dying. I don't think they're going to pull that trick twice. Which I thought was very interesting. He like, could be totally wrong. It could be the other ones dying. I was yeah. about to say, all of the original Avengers survived. So if they were your favorite Avengers, were they really Avengers? I mean, because Cap, Iron Man. I mean, the the originals survived. Yeah. I Cap's dying. Saying. I mean, Love Awful must be a Cap fan. I know it's gonna be rough. Be I have fan. the whole ending. Uh, I have the whole ending planned out, but we're running late, so I won't go into it. But I have a great idea for the ending that's heartbreaking and poignant, and it would be the perfect send off for Cap. But for a later date. All right, I think that's gonna do it for us. Uh, I guess the only other thing I saw uh, on Twitter, Rhiannon, I'm impressed that you did not autocorrect duck at all tonight between Howard the Duck and squirrels turning into ducks. I just, I, I apologize to people on Twitter if we get to talking about Howard the Duck a lot. I, I, my my phone is just... Rhiannon is not mad at you. Yeah, it won't let me type the word duck no matter how hard I try. <laughs> <laughs> Or suck. Or now, have you buck. done that on purpose, or is it just because it's learned your habits? It's just that it knows I never say those words. Like the Android, the Android data correct actually gets smarter. I don't know about iPhones, but mine it hasn't let me say like duck. I mean, I'm thinking it's been like 2015. I accidentally like I was texting my boss on my personal phone and. There was a word that ended in uck, and it would not, like, I accidentally sent dirty words. It was awful. Hey, do you want to go down to the park and feed the ducks? Oh, no, no. I think, actually, maybe it wasn't ducks. It was maybe I was wanting to shut something, or, it, yeah, it, it it makes me dirty. If you follow me on Twitter, I'm sure. really typing innocent things. I really want to come up with, like... Just like what would be the worst sentence that that would possibly sneak into? That could be an interesting competition. <laughs> Trying to come up with the worst one. All right. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can interact with us a lot of ways. Send us messages on Twitter at Marvel News Desk. You can also communicate via our MarvelNewsDesk.com post each week. If you want to support the show, give us a dollar over at Patreon.com slash Marvel News Desk. Uh, you'll get access to all of our special Patreon episodes, including our MCU Debates episode we just finished in December. Uh, like us on Facebook.com slash Marvel News Desk or subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's watch.marvelnewsdesk.com. Uh, you can also help the show be more visible to other people if you leave us a five-star review on iTunes. The most important thing you do every week is you listen and you tell your friends. We're so appreciative to have all you guys on board. Thanks to Tim Cox for our logo. You can find him on Instagram at Tim V. Cox. And thanks to Alvin for the theme music. You can find his music uh, at, um, at the Skull School uh, across a whole lot of different social media platforms. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you later.